listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson, episode 28. Hey there, you're listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast. My name is Angela Henderson, and on this show, we talk about improving your business, life, or both by having amazing and rich conversations with brilliant guests who will inspire you and who will give you tips and tricks to help you grow both in life and in business. Hey there, and welcome back to Business and Life Conversations with Angela Henderson, and I'm your host, obviously Angela from Angela Henderson Consulting, and I'm so thrilled to have you on the podcast today. On today's podcast, I'm excited to have Andre on the show, who is joining us all the way from magnificent Spain to talk with us today about his business, Barcelona Eat Local, but specifically talk with us about his success story, starting a business from scratch to success. Now, I wanted to have you on the show, Andre, because you don't just have a wealth of business knowledge and experience, but your life experience in general is super fun, exciting, and I think the listeners will be very intrigued with what you've done so far. For example, Andre, you're an avid traveler. You have lived in remote locations as an aid worker, and you have developed a passion to eat with the locals everywhere and anywhere you go. I'm super excited to dive a little bit deeper with this, you, Andre, in just a few moments. But in the meantime, welcome to the show, Andre. Thank you. Um, I'm super excited to be here, Angela, and, uh, and, and thanks again for, for inviting me. Gosh, no, I'm excited to have you. I mean, listening to, you know, going to your website and seeing everything that you offer in Barcelona, it definitely made me want to hop on a plane to come and visit because it seems like such a beautiful city to travel to. And with the tours that you offer, which we'll talk a little bit more in a minute, it seems like there's just a vast array of awesomeness over in Barcelona. Sure. Yeah, actually, Barcelona, um, it's, it's, for me, in, in, my own, in my own opinion, it's a city of passage. Uh, it has been a city of passage, and it's a city that absorbs a lot of culture. And that gives this multiculturalist uh, flavor to the city. Um, there are a lot of expatriates, uh, as, as myself, I'm one of them. Mm-hmm. And, and it's super nice. It, I, I think Barcelona, in a way, has a unique identity uh, because it has absorbed so many uh, cultures for the last 2,000 years. And, for example, today, you've he- probably you've heard on the news the, the, the immigrant crisis in Europe. No one wants the immigrants. All the politicians are fighting about it. The only city that says, we want to welcome the immigrants. We want to give them jobs. It's mm-hmm. Barcelona. So that's, that's the place where I live, and I, and I really love it. Yes, and again, like you said, it's just it's it's a vast, it's a cultural, uh, a vast cultural, I guess, country you could say, and or a city you could say, and that again, two thousand years of welcoming and a variety of different cultures. Talk to me a little bit about what culturals are, our cultural experiences are quite present in Barcelona. Okay, um, yeah, this is whoa, this, this, this is a question that can have a very long answer, so but I will try, <laughs> sure, and, and 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 I don't want to claim to be an expert there. Um, but uh, the, the city uh, has been always the main seaport in the Mediterranean Sea. Mm-hmm. So it's a place of where where different cultures converge. Mm-hmm. It has been occupied by by the Arabs. It has been occupied by the Romans. The mm-hmm. Greek passed by. Um, different uh, kingdom and alliances of uh, of of European kingdoms. Sorry. Uh, pass by. Um, 
And that's what gives uh, the unique identity. Uh, on the other side, uh, that's history. Um, in, in present present days, you have you have a lot of history, but you at the same time you have a lot of trends, and and you have you have an open minded culture. So whether you are a local, whether you are an immigrant, whether you are coming from a minority, it's a city that really lets you go in and find your space and, and certainly you will find it and, uh, and and live at ease and i find that really 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 wonderful and in, in terms of, of foods it's the same story i mean um i hear i hear many i have many friends and people who are proud about, about the food for from their own country cities which is which is really nice but here is like catalans are really proud about their cuisine but here is really about uh Taking like the best pieces of different cultures, mm-hmm. the tomatoes that were brought from the Americas, uh, the spices that were brought from Asia, and and it's it, it's a wonderful blend. So tell me a little bit about now that you again brought up the enormous or delicious, I should say, food over in Barcelona that I'm very envious about. Tell us a little bit about your business, which is Barcelona Eat Local. Let the listeners know a little bit more about Barcelona Eat Local and how did this idea come up for you? Okay, good. Um, so basically, I'm I'm originally from Chile, actually. Mm-hmm. Not Spanish. Yep. And, uh, and my wife, she's Russian. So we came from, from opposite sides in the world. And personally, as you mentioned at the beginning, I've been traveling a lot uh, because, of, uh, because I'm also a, I'm an aid worker. Mm-hmm. And one of the, the passions I, I, I realized, so something that I, re- I, I, I realized I really enjoy when I was traveling or when I'm traveling, because I still, I still travel a lot, um, it's going to local markets, trying to find local spots, not the famous ones, but, you know, the dirty corners in the cities where locals gather and enjoy. And I found myself in many locations doing the same thing. And I really enjoyed it. Um, on the other side, Marina, my wife, she's someone that, that is really passionate about food, but for quality. Mm-hmm. Don't go and give her in a, a, whatever tomato you find in the market. You have to give her the best one. <laughs> and she can yeah. do that. And, um, and so basically we settled in Barcelona in, um, in 2006. And you know, when you, when you settle in a city like that, you have plenty of friends visiting you. You have to take them out. And, uh, and I would say 90 5% of people who visit, they are interested in food. Anyone coming to Spain, they want to taste the real tapas and, and go for the late dinners. So with that, with the fact that we really like food and we really like to explore different places, we, we start to, to, to develop relationships with local vendors, um, with local businesses, family-owned. We realized that in, 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 in Barcelona, but this is it happened all over the world. There are many food businesses that are family, family owned that are passed through generations. At some point, we became a little bit selfish um, and we say we should monetize this. It's, it's something that because we, we, we're seeing that people were enjoying us taking them to different places, not the ones you find in guidebooks, uh, the ones that are famous, 
which are not bad, but, uh, but, but the ones that are genuine. Um, talking to a couple of friends um, on ideas to do a business, on, uh, we were like thinking to open a restaurant because I'm, I, I really like cooking as well. Mm-hmm. That's something that worked out very well with me. And uh, but at some point I was thinking, I like cooking, but I like cooking for my family. I like cooking for my friends. And that's not really my something that that I want to I want to work in. I don't see myself in a kitchen every day. And then we 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 genuinely thought I don't remember exactly the day, but the, but the period like well maybe providing culinary experiences is is the way around. And at that time I was planning to retire from the whole uh, business. And, and that's how we we created the the business. It remains a, a small one. It's family owned. It's both of us. Now we have you guys. Tell you later on that. But uh, and what we do? Um, it's basically we have four four or five products, and all of them it's a culinary experience in Barcelona. They last around three hours. So imagine yourself. You go to Barcelona. Uh, you want to taste. Um, the local cuisine, and you join us, and we'll take you to genuine places, family-owned, in non-touristic areas. Um, we ensure that beyond you tasting uh, good food, you also have an interaction with the with the vendors. Because that's the cultural experience. The food is good. The food you will taste it anyway. You don't need us to do that. But the interaction on on and discovering. Um, few small corners of the city that again are not in guides so that's that's more or less in a nutshell what what we do perfect so really you you guys were able to combine not only your own i guess history of where you come from or origin of coming from combine that with your passion for food and just your overall passion and through that you've been able to monetize it through barcelona eat locals which is Fantastic, because you and your wife, I'm assuming, will never get bored of meeting new people, trying new food, and working really with those local individuals to provide an experience that is really probably nothing they can ever get in those big guidebooks. Yeah, and well, one thing you mentioned, and, and, and is really nice about the business, and, and, and probably is one of the things that keep me alive. Um, one, it's, it's meeting new people. It's really fun. Because it's, it's, it's really interesting to get people who are genuinely interested about food because they also give you something back. Mm-hmm. We went, we went, I, I was telling you before we started the interview, we were on holidays in New York two, um, a week ago. And we got to places because some of our clients who were New Yorkers at some point recommended something. Mm. And we went and we had our notes and we tried so that's that's really nice because it, it gives back something. Uh, again, working with with local vendors, it's it's really fulfilling because you get to know really passionate people, mm-hmm. um, wine producers, uh, vendor markets, and and they it's it's amazing the amount of information they have and they give to you, and that's for free. And it's also about, I guess, for me, is I always try and keep things local where I can. So by you guys opening up your own Barcelona Eat Local, and yes, you're monetizing it, the reality of it is is you're still helping each other from a local perspective. 
you're able to still, do you know what I mean, take um, your own clients to these particular beautiful local uh, facilities, which allows them to still remain in business and, you know what I mean, show their, their, their culture and their diversity and their food to a variety of people that they may not have had if it wasn't for you and your wife coming up with Barcelona Eat Local, which is a wonderful thing to have. Yeah, it's it, it it's great. Um, yeah, and that's that's the, that's one of the of the ideas. Um, small businesses uh, they cater a different segment of of of, of the population, and that's uh, that's good. Um, but but also I, I can see they enjoy also being being discovered by by other people, and 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 and, and the interaction is wonderful. I mean, we have this vendor. They opened the restaurant in the 70s in a very depressed area in Barcelona. Um, but it's the place where all the politi Spanish politicians, when they're in Barcelona, they go there to do their business. Mm -hmm. King of Spain, uh, famous actors, everyone goes there. It's not a fancy place. It's, it's just a genuine place. And when we come with our groups of people, the owners who are in their 70s, Every time they come and greet them, they come and talk to them. And we are not consuming with our groups what a famous actor is consuming. We are not paying the same sort of bill, yes. if I make myself clear. And I really appreciate that they still dedicate the same amount of time to them. And that's, that's really wonderful. And that is, and that's a beautiful story because in a world we live in where everything is so busy and fast paced and people can be fueled by greed, you know, the fact that the business owners still say, stay so connected with not only yourselves, but the people that you're bringing is a very magical thing to see happen. Sure. Sure. And I guess, you know, when I speak about magic, let's be honest, nothing beats the magic of creating something new from scratch. And I guess that's what we're talking about today is, is starting something from scratch. And funny, I mean, food, if we look at food, I, I do find that the little bit of a blend here is so much starts from scratch, obviously, in order to get beautiful dishes, beautiful tastes, beautiful, etc. But my question to you is, is overcoming the obstacles and allowing you guys to kick some serious butt with Barcelona Eat Local. There obviously has been times when things have been probably frustrating or you ran into dead ends and potentially you even felt like giving up. So talk to me a little bit about when you started from scratch. What does scratch mean to you and your wife? Okay, good question. Um, let's say you go to the market one day, you want to prepare a salad. You go by... Salads, you buy tomatoes, you buy some veggies. You prepare your salad, you are not that happy with it. But then you go back, you talk to the vendor, you say, I wasn't happy with the tomatoes. So then they give you better tomatoes. And that's how you start. You start, you are starting your salad from scratch. Um, in this, in our case, um, starting from scratch meant that one of us had to leave um, uh, a job. And that was me. Um, meant that we had to set a budget to build an infrastructure. Our business, um, the one thing I already talked to you about are the experiences, but how we sell, we do that uh, um, through e-commerce. Okay, just just to be clear. Um, so. Allocate time and, 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 and find ways to, to sell. So building the product itself, the tool, um, 
I think at, at the beginning seems seemed like 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 climbing a, a huge mountain. <laughs> yes. uh, right now, it's it's I, I see it's not that difficult, um, but it was difficult because we had to. Okay, we were two foreigners who had to talk to local vendors who are really proud about their uh, their stuff and convince them that this was good. And most most of them they never work with tourists. And most of them, the first impression was, I don't want to have a flock of people here every day with cameras and selfie sticks. And we promised them that that was not going to be the case. And that no one with an pink umbrella will come. uh, (laughs) Um, So it it was really challenging to, um, to make people believe in us. That was one thing that comes to the product. On the other side, uh, any business needs to sell. Uh, this is an e-commerce business. So we had to build knowledge there. None of us had uh, knowledge on, on that. Um, so what we did, we explored so, uh, our social capital, and that was amazing. That was something I learned in a, in a course. I cannot remember which one, but one of those online courses on businesses. Um, and we started mapping our friends, our connections. We realized one of them is a travel agent. Oh, a travel agent in, in the food tourism industry might have some insights. Mm-hmm. Restaurant owners. We have friends who have restaurants. Um, in Barcelona, there is a, there is a local office, uh, which is managed by the city hall that help uh, entrepreneurs. So we went there, we presented the project. This is our idea. What do you think about? So they give us, they give us the hint on where to look from, from the administrative and legal aspects. Um, but I think the most important one was the social capital. Uh, and then we had to invite all those friends separately to have a coffee, to have lunch, uh, and to and, and expose our idea. And it's unbelievable the amount of information that we managed to gather from them in order to build uh, a work plan. So that is what it takes, um, in, in, in my opinion, for a small business uh, to start from scratch. None of us had knowledge in the tourist, tourism industry. I told you before, I, I've been always working as a aid worker, traveling around the world, to remote locations. Marina, she's a finance controller. She works in a finance company, so she's very good with numbers, which is good. Uh, and as I mentioned before, she's very picky with quality of products. So, and myself, uh, I have this passion for cooking. I love food. Um, I'm, I'm the one who creates things in the, in the business. So I go around and I think, okay, this route might work because uh, I have five, six vendors in this area. Uh, we can go through this street because there is this building that has some means. So I do this kind of thing. So we mix a bit, we identified what, 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 what we know, we identified our social capital. And uh, of course we had to, we had to put some, some, some budget to the website and, and create the social media channels and, 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 and push some ads at the beginning. And that's how... Sorry, go ahead. 
No, sorry, that, that was my last point, and that's how we started. Um, and just to, to finish there, the, I, the most important part at the really beginning was to build trust with vendors and with clients. And so really, again, when you say about starting from scratch, like you said, you had a wonderful business idea, but you still wanted to get that validated by like the local Barcelona, you know, administration, you could say you had to go and meet with your friends to kind of gather data and really assess that this is going to work. You had to convince the locals that, you know, that this idea was good and they weren't going to be running around, like you said, with selfie sticks and umbrellas and through all of that. What would you say were your three biggest obstacles, though, when it came to starting from scratch? Um, yeah, I think one, one I already kind of mentioned it. It's the trust from the local vendors. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, and, and I think that's in general can be an obstacle for, for many entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Yes, I would agree. Yeah. Um, the second ones to to generate sales mm-hmm. um, because from you build your infrastructure and at some point you need to sell so you start getting income so the the selling was uh, was hard at the beginning um, another obstacle and and I think it still remains one it's a bit it's it's the the legislation. Mm-hmm. And do, can you um, talk a little bit more about what that is for you in Barcelona? That's that's something that we are learning uh, on a constant basis, um, because the nature the nature of uh, what, what I concluded, and, and this is very particular to the nature of our business, um, we got an insight of of what what do we need to do in order to make things right uh in order to to fill the proper form to pay our taxes and stuff and 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 and, and we did so um but tourism is a uh, it's seasonal um so it goes up and down uh, throughout the year um and and that implies that in some periods we have more workers with us in some periods we have less workers with us on a week, on a week basis, uh, for example, we have like ten tours open. Sometimes we have the full ten tours full. Sometimes we have seven. Sometimes we have six. It really depends on the market on how things are moving. Um, and the challenge there is, is um, for example, we local laws are not that flexible for the worker. For the, um, and they require us to, for example, to have a, a, a full-time or a part-time contract with a worker and us not knowing how much work we can provide to the person. See what mm-hmm. I mean? So these kind of things, and, 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 and for that, uh, we ended up having a, a recruiting what the, we call here a gestor, which is kind of an accountant slash lawyer, mm-hmm. which they can help you and drive on this kind of issues because they, they can be quite tricky. Yes, I would say in just managing, like you said, those numbers in your books and your, uh, I guess, predictability about, you know, how many you'll sell and how many you won't sell while not having too much staff on board because those are overhead costs that are going to eat into your overall, you mean, profit margin. Yeah, correct. 
And so what would you say? So obviously you've talked a little bit about some of the obstacles when um, starting a business from scratch, but what would you say is your biggest accomplishment so far with the business? Okay. We keep, we keep nagging on trust. We build trust. Why? Because we did everything from scratch ourselves. We were the tour guides. Now we have, we have tour guides, but we did the tour guide. We did the accountant job. We did the social media. We did the, um, the ads. We did the search engine optimization. Um, so in that sense, uh, as an accomplishment, accomplishment, the, the trust issue has been great because after we managed to establish ourselves to have a good reputation with the local vendors, to have good reviews from clients, building up the business was really easy. Mm-hmm. Because when we wanted to put another tour in another part of the city, we went there, we said, this is who we are. We are working with these people. These people, they called them to cross-check on us. Then we got a good uh, feedback, and then here we go. Um, for for the, the business, is is up and running since early 2016. So for two years, we've been having Certificate of Excellence from TripAdvisor. Mm-hmm. Meaning that uh, we've been having uh, five-star reviews on a regular basis. That that I think that that that's a big achievement in in this intro, uh, industry. We have a growing uh, social base. I see more and more people contacting us, asking, "Okay, um, I'm going to Barcelona." Sometimes they're not even interested in our product, and that's fine. But they still ask for advice. And can you recommend something? And that's really nice because it it, it shows that uh, we we build the we build the brand. Uh, yesterday I was checking the hashtag in Instagram, Barcelona is local, um, which is was was an, a hashtag that didn't exist two years ago, and now plenty of people and restaurants and and bloggers they are using it. <laughs> yeah, because um, you built such a great brand. Yeah. Um, another accomplishment, I would say, it's um, it's 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 building the partnership with the um, with the local vendors, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's not something quite easy to measure. Uh, probably it's more of a personal thing, but uh, partnerships are nice. They 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 bring value. I hope uh, on both sides. I get to know a lot of about about local wines now, which two years ago I didn't know. And drinking wine is a good thing. Oh yes, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a wine lover. So, and I was, I guess you would say though, is I think it would be hard to measure. Yes, but on the other hand, through trust, you're building credibility, and through credibility, you're also equally building that authority within the space of Barcelona Eat Local. So even though you may have started off with a few tours, you could also, I guess, measure that as you build your trust, credibility, and authority in the local area, you equally are being able to bring on more vendors because they now see also the trust that their business can grow because of what you've built too. Would you agree? Yes, definitely. Um, Just to give you an example there. um, A year ago, we met another entrepreneur in in, in the area who is organizing clandestine dinners in wonderful locations. It's a kind of a VIP product that goes a bit beyond of what, what we do. Mm-hmm. And we test it. And we say, why don't we partner? Because we have, we, have a, we, ha- we have, as you mentioned, we have an authority that is growing. Um, and, 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 and the guy was, was offering a, a fantastic product. 
but he didn't have that. So we partnered. Now we are selling together. We are organizing clandestine dinners in Barcelona. And Perfect. Uh, it's working really good. Yeah. And it's um, something that I haven't found in many cities when I travel. I think also, though, that there's something I say all the time that I mean with my first business, Finley and me, and with now Angela Henderson Consulting, that I've gotten where I am because of collaborations, networking, and partnerships. Not necessarily that I've done any like joint ventures together, but the fact is, is that we might team up together because we've got the same niche market, but we're not direct competitors of each other. Or I've just come back from the Maldives where I've worked with nine other businesses and obviously my business coach. And we've had opportunity to explore ideas and see how we can work together to make each other's businesses grow. So I do think that the power of a successful business is the power of behind collaborations, networking and relationships, which ultimately is trust. Uh, yes, you're, you're, you're totally right. Yeah. Now, listen, if there's those entrepreneurs that are listening today or those startups or even those business owners who have been around the traps for a while, what would you say are your three tips you would give someone who's starting a business from scratch? Okay. Um, once you have an idea, I think it's, it's great to, to talk to other, uh, try to find other entrepreneurs. There, there is always some, someone around. Um, and the, in case you are new to the city and you don't know anyone, go to the local office that helps entrepreneurs because they will contact you with them. Put your idea on the table with people. Uh, be ready to receive feedback and be ready to, to have some people telling you that it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. And, and take that and, and, and try to polish it the best way you can. That's, that's, that's one tip I know because when, 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 when we put an idea, we think our idea is great and sometimes it's not. <laughs> Sometimes they're not modest on that. Um, one another tip that um, I mentioned before: uh, social capital. That's amazing. You will be amazed of how much information your network can give to you and knowledge in different areas that you might not imagine. Uh, I have this. This uh, <laughs> it's the ex boyfriend of, of of one of my best friends. Uh, the guy is uh, a search and engine optimization. Is he's a search and engine optimization expert? Uh-huh. I never, I never thought I would be talking to him. But I, when I set up an e-commerce business, guess who was the first guy I called for a coffee? Yeah, exactly. Me- you need to be found. Yes, I got excellent tips over a coffee to start building a website. Um. Yeah, so that's, I think those will, will be my, my tips for, um, for people who want to start from scratch. Brilliant. Thank you so much. And tell me, where, what is your big plan for 2019? The big plan for 2019. That's good. Um, we've been going through different ideas. And I think the one that we like the most is to remain small. Uh-huh. Because we like the contact with, with the people and with the vendors. Um, so we will be polishing our uh, products as we usually do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want Barcelona local food to be a kind of a small boutique uh, that remains very close to the ground. Um, and we will just stay in Barcelona for the time being. 
Fantastic. And I think sometimes it's best to capitalize and work all the kinks out and stay small and do it really, really well and build those foundations before growth. And uh, it's lovely to see that you're not jumping the gun on that and that you're just really solidifying what you've already established in Barcelona. Yes, I, w- I think I would have answered something different a year ago. Mm-hmm. I was more- but I think now I am, I am at, at that point where I really, I'm really enjoying the business. The business is working well. And, uh, and I think I will keep it that way for the time being. Dude, fantastic. Now, listen, for the listeners out there that want to know more about you, where can they find you? Where can they find us? Yes. Uh, well, our website is barcelonitelocal.com. Uh-huh. That's the main. But also we are present in, uh, in different social media, such as Facebook, Instagram, um, Pinterest, and Twitter. And um, yeah, that's that's where people can they can go, they can check you out. And if you're traveling to Barcelona, I would definitely say get in touch with Andre and his wife through his magnificent tours through Barcelona Eat Local because I've been on the website. They are absolutely fantastic and very intriguing. And the fact that you get to connect locally, stay doing within that cultural element, and truly get an experience like no other, I would strongly suggest you to check out Andre. So thank you so much for being on board today, Andre. And for the rest of those, just a reminder that my team and I will also be putting together the whole transcription for this episode at AngelaHenderson.com.au. And of course, I cover all sorts of related business and life topics inside my own Facebook group, the Australian Business Collaborative. And I'd love to see you join over there. For all the other listeners, I look forward to having you guys on board our next episode. But in the meantime, have an awesome day, no matter where you are in the world. And I look forward to connecting with you all soon. This is Angela from Angela Henderson Consulting. Have an awesome day. Bye, Andre. Wonderful. Thanks for listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson. www.angelahenderson.com.au